Hello, everyone, and welcome to Millennial Rewind, where we take a not-so-sentimental look at the movies and TV shows that were around when millennials were growing up. I'm your host, Nick, coming to you from the party boy capital of the world, Los Angeles, California. And once again, Jules will not be joining us. He is currently in hiding. Uh, apparently, he had to put a cap in his rap rival, Little Caesar's ass, and the Italian police are looking for him. We wish him all the luck in the world. But joining me from the bowling ball to the groin of Southern California, the Inland Empire, is my co-host, John. John, what's happening? I'm still just stunned. I... I... <laughs> Wow, after what we just saw. Holy shit. Yeah, wow, the shit that we were into into the early 2000s. It is a scathing indictment of the fucking wasteland that was early 2000s culture. We as in just people? Because I was not a part of this. I may have watched some jackass back in my day. I I can't confirm nor deny. I'm confirming it. I, I definitely watched some of this. But before we get into that, uh, if you like what you hear today, please do us a favor and hit that subscribe button. Also, be sure to share the show with anyone you think might like to listen as well. And I mean, we've already spoiled it. Uh, we watched Jackass the movie. And John, how would you tell someone you watched Jackass the movie without saying the title? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, just Why? <laughs> Yeah, just why? <laughs> yeah, you just ask that question randomly to someone they should know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, why? Why this movie? Why this cultural phenomenon? We'll get into it more, but uh, oof. Yep. <laughs> this is the part where you ask me about my alternate title. I don't want to. <laughs> I've suffered enough. Let me go. <laughs> all right, all right. And if the question of why wasn't enough, what other title might you give this movie? Maybe help some people figure it out. Okay, well, when we do this bit, we're like, oh, what alternate title would we give the producers back in the day? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to go ahead and time bend for this one because this reference did not exist in 2002. But I would call it Ow My Balls the movie. Mm, yeah. 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 A uh, little little <laughs> idiocracy reference for you. <laughs> Just a lot of testicular distress in this film, and I think just the Jackass series in I was like, yeah, general. Jackass was more or less out of my balls anyway. <laughs> God. Yeah, so John, uh, what was your what was your experience with this movie slash franchise growing up? Back when it was happening, I never really got into it. Knoxville had done a video of testing some self-defense and weapons and stuff on himself, like pepper spray and stun gun, and he wore a bulletproof vest and like shot himself with a gun, that sort of stuff. That wound up on a skater video. Those were huge at the time, late 90s into early 2000s. Skater videos, man, and it was a lot of people you know failing at doing tricks and getting hurt and also just usually some stupid stunts and stuff anyway the jackass guys they just were able to push it further jackass was basically a combination of a few people who were doing this kind of stuff bam margara his uh ck yes cky uh camp i was about to say was it cky or cyk i couldn't remember the order yeah cky which stands for camp kill yourself yeah 
And so basically all these people got brought together. There was a bidding war between Comedy Central and MTV and MTV won out for producing the show, basically. And they really leaned into lowbrow reality TV as a brand. The early 2000s were Mm -hmm. really kind of like the Wild West of reality TV. A lot of concepts that we know from that era came out of that. Jackass was one of them. Fear Factor, Big Brother, all of these a lot of reality tv show based off of cruelty a lot of the entertainment value came at the suffering i was like cruelty and or shock value yes and so things that are now like a tiktok trend or something for people who've never really seen these it's sort of the ones you look at and just go why is this a thing why is this so popular like there was that what was it urban olympics where people were trying to walk across the stacks of milk crates yes and you know it's never going to end well And why are thousands of people doing this? It's basically like take those clips and just smash them together for 80 minutes. Yeah, before you had all these self-publishing avenues. And it's so crazy that this all came out of skateboard culture. Because, yeah, the the magazine that I believe it was Big Brother magazine is what Johnny Knoxville did those articles for. Well, Slash made those videos for where he shot himself and tested all this self-defense weaponry. Big Brother magazine was a skateboarding magazine. Uh, CKY, the Camp Kill Yourself crew with Bam Marguerite, they were all skateboarders making these dumb videos. It's it's kind of interesting that late 90s skateboard culture brought this whole hurt yourself and be a jackass. Well, it, I mean, it was still the outside of society. It was still a big fuck you to, you know, pedestrians, law enforcement, whatever else. and Private property, yeah. you know. All that good stuff. Yeah, so apparently Johnny Knoxville tried to be an actor. uh, Didn't really have too much success with that, I guess. Was doing those articles for Big Brother magazine. Yeah, he was having some commercials at the time and just trying to find different things, just pitching ideas around. The self-defense equipment was one of them. And this did open some doors. He did wind up in a few movies here and there. And it was just always surprising to be like, oh shit, Johnny Knoxville. (laughs) He's an actor? What? Yeah. Yeah, And then I think what happened was he came across the, the... CKY videos and reached out to them with the jackass concept. Yeah, him or one of the people that he was working with at Big Brother had reached out to them. They saw a few things. Basically, they I think it was they've brought Bam over to L.A. and talked with him and watched, and he brought some videos. And what's crazy about this entire franchise is that it involves future Academy Award winner Spike Jones. <laughs> An Academy Award winner, or at least a future Academy Award winner. Actually, no, he's still involved in the new movie, so current Academy Award winner, Spike Jones helped create and produce this franchise. I mean, I know that he had a background in skateboarding and making skate videos, so I think that's where the natural crossover exists, but you you don't look at Jackass and think, the guy who did Being John Malkovich must be involved in this, you know what I mean? Not a place where your mind goes. Yeah, so this was also huge in South Africa. We had MTV. We didn't have cable as Americans understand cable. We had satellite TV. So you'd get a satellite dish installed in your house. There was one provider. It was DSTV, Digital Satellite Television. And it had local channels. It had the state-run media channels. And it had generally the international versions of American cable channels. So we watched British Cartoon Network growing up. So I watched a lot of British 
British cartoons, which is, well, not British cartoons, but like British commercials while watching American cartoons. And so we also had MTV. So we had all the MTV music videos and we had all the MTV reality shows, including Jackass. So everyone was watching Jackass. I'm sorry, South Africa. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't be. Uh, everyone leaned into it. I'm pretty sure a lot of guys did some stupid jackass stunts down there. But I think what's very interesting that's, you know, kind of a difference between American and South African culture is that South Africa, unlike America, is not particularly litigious. So when we saw the warnings at the beginning of jackass, like, warning, you know, this was performed by professional stuntmen and you and your dumbass friends should not attend to do these and of course people did it anyway but in South Africa we would laugh at Americans for doing that because it's like yeah no shit like why you know if you hurt yourself that's your own fault it's not because of jackass like why would you be able to sue because you did something stupid oh okay so you you found the fact that they needed to have the disclaimer was humorous in and of itself basically exactly yeah Huh. Yeah, American litigiousness, like, I, I don't think people understand that's outside of America. It is considered like one of the laughable facts of American society. Yeah, people were like, oh, you can sue people for, you know, burning yourself with coffee from McDonald's. That was actually a legitimate case, though. Exactly. We would all later learn <laughs> that that was a legitimate case and probably corporate propaganda had something to do with it being perceived as frivolous yeah. litigation. But yeah, that aspect of American culture very much made fun of outside of the U.S. Yeah, I had a friend who lived in South Korea for a while as an English teacher, and one of the things he mentioned there was uh, with their legal system, there's really no such notion of being completely at fault. So, Whoa. like, even if a drunk driver clips you while you're walking down the sidewalk, well, you were still in that place at the same time. So, like, there's a little bit of, like, here's how much this whole thing is worth, and you get this much of blame, this much of the blame, and da-da-da-da. And that keeps the super outrageous, you know, millions of dollars lawsuits at a very, very low level because you will shoulder some of the blame no matter how much you were somehow involved even if it's like half a percent that's crazy so for merely existing near a drunk driver <laughs> you are somehow at fault the fuck you were there you were there to be hit not intentionally maybe but yeah what's crazy is the cultural impact of jackass the global yeah, let's steer phenomenon this it's gonna be. that is jackass i like it's it's crazy thing. this was only on for three seasons on mtv yeah and then went on to have several movies and it just continues to be a cultural touchstone yeah but if they're anything like this one again i never really watched it much they're movies in the loosest sense in which they fulfill a runtime yes they they are feature length videos and video compilations yeah there's exactly. there's not even a through line or a, even like a concept of a story it's just here's some dumb shit we wanted to do yeah there's not even like a, a running theme throughout any of it this this is a youtube compilation that got a feature film release that is a surprisingly accurate way to, <laughs> <laughs> to state that i mean it's wow now i mean i don't want to harp too much of just oh this is so nothing da, da, da. for the most part i did really enjoy myself especially when they were only fucking with themselves or just going for crowd reactions because that shit is typically fun shit to do and so i yes. did enjoy that when they're just overtly fucking with other people or their property that's when i get the head shake going on but then there's plenty where i just again say why <laughs> yes why why are you putting yourself through this why are you doing this i mean well and those are especially the ones where they're just fucking 
speaking with themselves. I'm just, why? I don't think I watched Jackass the show. I, I rarely watched MTV. I, I've never enjoyed pop music in general. So I, there was just no reason for me to watch it. And I think by extension, I never watched Jackass the show. But I definitely saw Jackass the movie. Probably saw it in theaters. And like everything I remember about Jackass is from this movie. So when I was rewatching it, I saw some of the stuff. I'm like, oh, of course. I remember watching that growing up. I'm like, oh, these are all the stunts I remember from my childhood. I clearly just watched the movie. The only thing that I remember, it's not even specifically Jackass, but more of just this type of thing, wasn't even from the videos. Uh, we were really big into playing the Tony Hawk video games, and some of them would have like story modes and plot lines where this kind of shit was going on, where you had to do crazy stunts and shit like that. And there was, you know, they'd spin a wheel and you had to do something embarrassing and that kind of shit. Well, yes. Speaking of Tony Hawk, he's going to yeah, make he's an appearance. And <laughs> probably one of my favorite part. No, it is my favorite part of the movie is the one. Where okay. He's in. Yeah. There, there's a skateboarding part that we'll, we'll, we will expound on when we get there. And what's also very interesting about this movie is that you cannot get it in high definition because this was really? filmed almost exclusively on old standard definition digital video cameras. And for anyone who doesn't remember this, you know, ancient period of audiovisual technology, this is pre camcorders having native hard drives, you would have a digital video cassette in your camcorder, and then you would have to take that out, put it in a unit connected to your computer, and your computer would have to run this external device and play through all the footage in real time to digitally encode it. A buddy of mine in high school had it. So if you shot an hour of footage, you would have to put it in this cassette reader, and you would have to run it for the hour it took to have it go through all the footage. Okay, that's fine. But I feel like nowadays there's a way to clean up the quality or stuff like that. Because, I mean, you get HD versions of stuff that was on old film stock or, you know. But weirdly enough, old film stock has higher resolution <laughs> than some of the shit that was shot on video. I mean, I th I'm sure with like digital AI, like there's ways of uprezzing things that we may not be aware of, but at least in the Google Play Store, you could only rent this in SD. Well, that's the thing. I think it's just a point of no one's bothered to. <laughs> yeah. And w as we will get to, there's good reason for that. This has got to be one of my favorite movies to uh, do a podcast for because literally no notes. I Me too. I have literally no notes. We have a list from the wiki of here's the shit, like the little sketches, and we're just going to breeze through it. <laughs> yeah, there's no plot to, t to tr keep track of. There's no character arcs to mention. It is just, this is going to be a nice, easy, breezy podcast record. Get to turn the old brain off. And honestly, this is probably going to turn out to be really short. So um, why don't we take our first break? Maybe our only one. <laughs> Maybe our only break, depending on how things go. And we'll be back with the opening bullshit of Jackass the Movie. Nick, what are you doing on the roof of my house? Oh, hey, John. Uh, since we're reviewing Jackass this week, I thought I'd really get into the minds of those guys and try doing a stupid stunt. 
No, dude, you're just going to hurt yourself. You really want to get in the minds of unhinged alcoholics with self-esteem issues. See, that's the thing. I already have a drinking problem and self-esteem issues, but I've never had the urge to hurt myself doing something reckless. Maybe there's something I'm missing out on, you know? No. No, I don't know. And you're not missing out. Look, clearly, we need to talk about how your therapy's going. It's actually going really well and making some good breakthroughs. Really? Okay, so why is it you have wings on your arms and wires attached to your balls? Okay, this is all for my stunt. You see, the wires are hooked up to this car battery I got up here, and I'm going to shock myself in the nuts while jumping off the roof and trying to fly. I call it shock and caca! No, just no to all of that. You're going to wind up breaking every bone in your body. You really do not want to do that in this country with its for-profit health care. Oh, please, I'll be fine. All right, here we go. Oh, thank God. Landed in the neighbor's yard. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. And we're going to start off with the opening logos of the film. You know, Paramount, the parent company of MTV. Obviously, they're going to be involved in this. We get the MTV astronaut. Apparently, MTV thought that having an astronaut was a, an appropriate mascot. Because it's so out there, man. It's like the furthest you can get. Yeah, and I think that's like original from like, like at, when it launched in the 80s. It, there's always been some sort of astronaut. And then we get Dick House Productions. I got to say, I got a little chuckle out of that. <laughs> it is, that is I honestly thought it was going to be the only time I was going to laugh during the movie, but I was I was wrong. <laughs> yes, it is. It says Dick House Productions presents and uh, the mascot for Dick House Productions is a stop motion chicken. Yeah, something about it just tickled me. I just loved that logo. <laughs> And now we get to the most culturally significant thing you will ever see in this film, or at least experience, not necessarily see. You get to listen to O Fortuna. Yay, because that's not overused. (laughs) That's not overused at all, but you're going to hear O Fortuna, and we're going to get the giant shopping cart stunt that they put on the movie poster. I feel like this was the trailer, maybe a significant part, because I was at least aware of this one. Yeah, this was one where they clearly closed off a bridge somewhere in L.A. and did this stunt. They clearly did some acting, and I'm making big fucking air quotes right here (laughs) to introduce all the guys. They're all like doing goofy stuff in front of the camera. And then we cut to them actually doing the stunt, which is them going down this bridge on this giant shopping cart. Some of them hanging on the outside, some of them hanging on the inside. All the while punching each other, just random. Like there's well, yeah, so much not? randomly punching each other in this movie. Like not a safe work environment. Just you know, at any moment, some guy could just be like, "Bam!" right in the face, and it's just like you have to laugh it off and you know just take it. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. These are the, those are not people I would want to have around as friends or coworkers nope. or anything. And there's other reasons for that as well, as we'll get into. So they're going down this uh, bridge, punching each other, falling off some of them who are hanging off on the outside. And then I guess there are these like stunt cannons that shoot random debris in their face. Yep. A lot of dirt. Absolutely. Definitely. Totally real concrete bricks, too. You can tell by all the concussions that didn't happen. Good quality concrete will not give you a concussion. That's just science. (laughs) Regardless of velocity. 
And then they crash into a fruit stand because there's always got to be a fruit stand. It's got to be a fruit stand. Uh, they definitely shot some of this fruit out of a cannon for effect. And now it's time for Jackass. And of course, they gave one of those before the still started. They gave us one of their signature. Don't do this at home, you fucking moron. Warnings. And now we get the first prank of the movie, the rent-a-car crash-up derby, where Johnny Knoxville <laughs> goes to a rent-a-car place, a private rent-a-car place, you know, kind of a mom-and-pop rent-a-car. Yeah, not a big name. This isn't Enterprise or Budget this or isn't anything hurts. like that. Nope. Rent-a-car. Oh, it hurts. Hey. Hey, but not, <laughs> not in the way that they spell it. So he rents a car, declines the accident insurance or whatever, takes it to a modification shop to put in roll cages. <laughs> well, this is, of course, after he spray painted it with the number three. Yep. Just so you Spray paints the side, gets some very heavy duty work done and takes it to a demolition derby. Oh, with blow up dolls in the yes. back. <laughs> blow up dolls in the back for good measure and absolutely fucks this car up yeah see this is one of those a lot of fun i feel for the guys who had to put up with the car coming back but i have no doubts that obviously the production company like wound up buying the car they those guys were obviously compensated but the fact that they had to put up with it you know just being an asshole yeah when he returned it otherwise this one was a hell of a good time it was good. I remember this. Yeah, this is one of the ones I remember from from the old childhood. And Johnny Knoxville almost gets crushed because one of the cars rides yes. up the front of the car and the tire penetrates through the windshield. Yep. Yeah. So that was uh, that was a thing. And as John mentioned, they take it back. Well, Johnny Knoxville takes it back <laughs> and starts fucking with the owners being like, yeah, I'm not going to pay for this. You know? Yeah. You're I mean, you're, you're supposed to help me pay for it. Isn't that what you do here? And like, no, no. Why the fuck would we do that? And this is uh, this is the agreement. But that's just paperwork, man. That doesn't mean anything. And admits to being drunk while signing it and returning it and then just walks out yeah. he tells him he's gonna let him think about it for a bit he's gonna step outside and grabs his blow-up dolls and leaves <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of funny this this is kind of funny <laughs> now we get uh skate bowling where they throw bam margara and ryan dunn ryan dunn who died at 34 he is dead oh wow yeah he got drunk and crashed his car there seems to be a lot of alcoholism with the guys involved in in jackass what yeah you know weirdly enough guys who are willing to put themselves through this much pain and humiliation might not be the most mentally stable just throwing that out there just hmm. throwing out possibilities that is an interesting hypothesis so skate bowling for anyone who would like to know what actually happens in this bit uh they run down a bowling alley chest down on a skateboard with a helmet on and ram themselves into the bowling pins at the end or if you're i don't know which one was which the if you're the one in the confederate flag helmet you get what you deserve you get what you deserve which is a bowling ball to the nuts yeah the other guys just start rolling bowling balls as soon as he starts down the alley and this is another one it's dumb fun if i had there's a helmet if i had a cup on as well yeah i'd probably do something like this 
And then yeah. you just get the fun reaction shots of, you know, the random people just watching it, laughing their ass. i like, look at these dumbasses. Obviously, it was cleared with the bowling alley beforehand because, you know, there's automated machines to come and set the pins down and shit like that. And people, you know, in cameras in the back and all that. So that's why they're not getting chased out or having the cops called or anything, as long as, you know, they kept it to themselves. Yeah, like like they, these are kind of the wholesome, you know, bowling ball of the balls pranks that we can get behind here. Millennial Rewind. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just good, wholesome American fun. Speaking of good, wholesome American fun, now we have the Muscle Stimulator. Uh, Johnny Knoxville, Chris Pontius, Aaron McGinney, and Dave England decide to shock themselves with one of those definitely not bullshit uh, muscle stimulators. This is another one of those where, why? Yeah. Or no, this is the first why. Yeah. Yeah. The first not of another many wise. Yeah. This is the first one. Again, it's just them fucking with each other, but why? <laughs> yeah. So this is one of those, you know, infomercial, you know, it stimulates the muscles and gives you, keeps you toned and did it. And all you got to do is just sit there on your fat ass on your couch. And no, it's bullshit. This is absolute <laughs> bullshit. Just sends little electric currents through your body. But apparently you could j- crank these things up to the point where you feel incredible pain. And that's what they're going to do here. They're going to strap it to various parts of their body and just shock themselves. Face, hands, nipples, taint. Mm-hmm. Taint and balls. Or, well, yep. the gooch, as they call it. And uh, fun fact, I had a teacher named Mr. Gooch. <laughs> It was in elementary school. I think he was for music. That sounds right. <laughs> I think he was the music teacher. It was Mr. Gooch. And of course, I had no idea. And, <laughs> and now you know. I remember we had some relatives visiting or something. We had our report card and they look at it and they're like, Gooch? I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, Mr. Gooch. You know, no idea. <laughs> Your relatives just trying not to burst into laughter. <laughs> yeah, they definitely had that. Okay. And I didn't know why they would think that. Now we get uh, what's called fatty fall down. So Preston Lacey, who is uh, an obese gentleman, shall we say, sits down on a bench and crushes it right in front of uh, old man passerby. And when old man passerby walked up and was just kind of standing there, I could have swore that that was the old man makeup because I remember they did, what was it called? Like Dirty Grandpa or Bad Grandpa or something like that. It was a Knoxville movie where they put all these old age prosthetics on him. And I remember not watching watching the movie but following it just because the work to age him was so goddamn good and the old man makeup does turn up in this movie actually it does uh, several times uh i think that yeah that was jackass presents bad grandpa and i think it got an academy award nomination for its special effects yeah again th- that makeup work is phenomenal it is absolutely phenomenal well anyways uh, it's it's just a regular old old guy walking past preston lacy whose pants split right down the back of the backside so you get a nice view of his enormous ass no way that was rigged. No way that was rigged. That was totally <laughs> an accident. He just wanted to fall down, you see. And kind of weirds the old man out. And the old guy's just kind of like, the fuck did I just see? What? Okay. Guess you're fine. Yeah. Later. Another one I'm fine with. They rigged a bench. They're just doing it to shock some people. It's like on the level of, I mean, almost on the, I mean, a little below the level in terms of, you know, uh, suitability. But like those old just for laughs videos. Yeah. Prank videos. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like that. 
Now we get a crazy one. Golf cart antics, where Johnny Knoxville, Bam Margera, Ryan Dunn, Brandon DiCamillo take, uh, they start driving some golf carts. through. This must be like an abandoned mini golf course. Like there's no way that this was <laughs> one that was still in use because they are smashing the the mascots and the windmills and all the, the various obstacles i wouldn't be too terribly surprised if they managed to find a small golf course that just were like hey we're gonna shoot some stuff for a movie and didn't tell them exactly what was gonna happen just and got him to agree to it that is also another possibility that's actually something that happened with caddyshack they didn't list everything and then you know for like the gopher and all these other shots they were digging holes in the fairways <laughs> and greens and stuff and the <laughs> And they're like, well, you agreed to it in the contract, so go fuck yourself. But I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> that would be so ridiculously shitty because, like, they fuck this place. And they're drinking, by the way. They are absolutely drinking while doing this and ramping up things. And Yeah, they fuck up a couple golf carts real seriously. Well, they almost fuck up themselves real seriously because oh, Ryan yeah. Dunn and Johnny Knoxville <laughs> oh, ramp yeah. and they crash. They almost snap their necks in this. Yep. Yeah, they ramp up and the golf cart tips over and kind of crashes on its side. The roof just comes off and they very nearly snap their necks. By the way, just we're, we're early on. Unless specifically noted, like the helmets and the skate bowling, there's never any safety equipment. Oh, no. <laughs> There's no, there's no safety equipment here. In any of these, again, unless we specifically point something out, you can assume there is no safety equipment. <laughs> nope. And they're all dressed up like fancy golfers. That's that's another big thing just to add to the absurdity of, of what they're doing here. And now we get our first Japanese segment. Uh, apparently for part of this movie, they decided to go to Japan and mess around with people there. And so Chris Pontius in his party boy getup decides to go to a Tokyo shopping center strip off his clothes and dance around in a thong and bow tie a very shiny silver thong <laughs> you gotta make sure people get the bright mental image of just what the party boy get up is <laughs> yes and he just dances up on people makes them very uncomfortable but also here's the thing japan has this weird culture of humiliation especially in their competitive game shows so a lot of the stuff that they do there just gets shrugged off i feel like i feel like that's why they went there to do it because I think it's funnier for people to be calm to just kind of look at that and be like as opposed to like all the oh my god shocked faces that you get in most of America. There are very few shocked faces. There are a few smiles in general for all these Japan segments. But this is kind of one of those ones where it's like, okay, you're being a dick. Yeah, and when he starts dancing up on people, like not grabbing them or anything, but you know, mm, twerking wasn't quite a thing. But <laughs> yeah, like rubbing. But what his I'm ass saying, like, yeah, people. you run up and like almost rubbing your ass, and they'll step away and just gonna be like, all right, you know, get away from. From me. And there's so I don't he's either a security guard or a cop who like is trying to like keep his shit together because he's like he's clearly finds this kind of funny. I feel he's definitely a store security guard. Okay. He's just uniformed. I think if that was a police officer and you grabbed his hat and threw it on, there's yeah, shit would not have gone nearly as well. Deportation. 
Maybe, maybe not that far, but yeah, something. And then we get a, I feel like these are like palate cleanser bits where it's just like really short just to kind of go between the longer bits. We get a wee man who's a little person who just tries to break some boards with his head that you see some people do in certain martial arts and fails spectacularly, just bonks his head on a pile of wood. And that's it. Like he doesn't slam it and knock himself out or anything. He just goes bonk, ow, that hurt, done. Next. Ow, my balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we get one of the ones that I remember very, very distinctly from. Oh, yeah. This childhood. is our very next. Why? This is a why. Oof. So Johnny Knoxville and the gang are at some sort of animal, exotic animal park. I'm guessing in the South. Who knows? I'd say Florida. Probably Florida. And they take a baby alligator and they get it to clamp down with its mouth right on Johnny Knoxville's exposed nipple. Yep. And this goes on for a while. It bites a little harder and they pry its mouth open with a knife. (laughs) Yeah, they have to jam a knife in sideways and then twist it to get the alligator to release him. Alligators aren't very strong as far as like them opening their mouths, but when they clamp, man, you're not opening it if they don't want you to. And then we get, this was one of the crazier ones. Yeah. Steve-o. <laughs> Another gentleman who's had uh, alcohol and mental problems. Again, running theme for what? casting in this film. Yep, Steve-O, notorious with his struggle with alcohol, though he seems to have gotten his shit together in recent years, and, you know, good for him for getting his shit together. Found veganism, he's doing great. Yeah, which is very strange considering the amount of times they fuck with animals in this movie. Apparently in later movies, like, okay, guys, we gotta, like, fuck with animals less, because, like, I'm not cool with that anymore. But he's gonna fuck with some animals in this one. Um, He's gonna put on a white jock strap and a helmet, and he's gonna try and tightrope over a pond full of alligators. Yep, and they do have like people in the water and handlers and stuff to help keep it somewhat safe, but they even preface it with, well, hopefully he'll go limp and the gators will let him go if one catches him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they have to have the go limp conversation. (laughs) And the hopefully it lets him go. There's no guarantee of how this is going to shake out, but he immediately fails at tightrope walking, yet manages to like grab the rope. and keep himself up from getting uh, snapped. They definitely jump up and try and get him. A big reason why they jump up to try and get him is because... Well, they do it even before this. (laughs) Well, yeah, but they start doing it even more when Chris Pontius, who's, again, for some reason in his party boy outfit nearby, comes into the the pod and he puts some raw meat in the back of Steve-O's jockstrap to entice the alligators to jump up at him. Yeah, they've got some raw chicken parts and he's holding a few of them, so I don't know why that doesn't attract the gators to him, but hey, he gets it in the jockstrap successfully. <laughs> so. so then Steve-O makes it to the other side and instead of getting the fuck out of there, he stands on the edge of the pool kind of leaning back with the meat butt hanging out and I have never seen a man look so scared in his in my entire oh, life. Oh, no, no, no. This He didn't make it to the other side. He's still in the middle holding onto the tightrope and leaning back for the gator to come and pull the chicken out and as soon as it does, he lets go and runs across the pond to the other side almost straight into the mouths of another one and he has to kind of like juke and shimmy out of the way <laughs> he jumps out of the pond almost completely into its mouth <laughs> 
just looked absolutely terrified. And again, you know, this is again, this is one of those where it's like, why? Yeah, why? I get kind of the logic that it's going to be attracted to the raw meat, so it's going to go for that, not so much you. So he's he's not just standing around in the gators. He's holding on to the rope. He's got his feet out so that he's leaning back and the chicken's dangling. But yeah, there is a severe chance that these animals are going to grab more than the chicken. So. <laughs> So now we get one of the ones that I can't believe Bam's parents signed a fucking release. This is how he would treat him in the CKY videos and stuff, too. But why would they let him? I don't know. I don't get it. This is part of why. Yeah, a major why. So basically, Bam apparently just professionally fucks with his parents. Yep. And he does so by fucking with his dad's sleep who needs to get up early for work. And he does this by sneaking into his parents' bedroom and setting off fireworks in a trash can. Yep. Humor. Yeah, again, I just, I don't get it. I don't get this one either. This isn't even remotely funny. And then he, you know, the dad gets up and goes to his van to drive to work, and there's more fireworks in the van, and that's also funny, apparently. Moving on. So here's another one where I just, I'm like, why did you do this to someone else? Like, this is so shitty. I believe this is the one where they dress up as an old man, Mm -hmm. and they steal from a convenience store on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, and for the most part, it's, again, it's just fucking with people. I don't really care. He's shoving shit in his jacket pretending like he didn't oh i'm an old man this is how you treat me that sort of thing the dude's like yeah you're stealing of course i'm gonna treat you like this get all that shit out of your jacket get out of here and then he walks out and there's this little like chef statue outside that he picks up and starts arguing with and i laugh my ass off when he did that though (laughs) after everything that had just happened he steals the little statue outside of the store because i thought to myself pick it up (laughs) right before he did it you willed it into existence <laughs> from the future <laughs> okay but that's here's the thing out of everything that you know that's like easy to put back but like here's the thing this is an immigrant convenience store owner on hollywood boulevard for anyone who hasn't been to hollywood boulevard it's a fucking shithole it is a dangerous part of town this guy probably has to deal with bullshit on an hourly basis and you're just adding to it to add to his fucking burdens. oh yeah yeah and that's why most of it i didn't care for don't fuck with convenience store owners or workers. They got much more shit that they got to deal with. But hey, at least they don't have to deal with what happens next because uh, Dave England is going to go take a shit in a hardware store toilet. And apparently he's been saving up for this. Uh, We're spared the details on what he ate or any laxatives he (laughs) took, but apparently shits himself on the van as they're attempting to go there the first time or one of the times. Yeah, so I guess he had to save up again at some point yep and i'm ashamed to admit this i found this fucking hilarious when i first watched it when i was a teenager but again i was a teenager and i was a fucking idiot so that's see i remember hearing about this and i was already out of high school i was right around 20 when this came out even then i was just like i found it funny that someone would go do it but i had enough sense to be like i would not want to be the one to clean that up nope Yeah, so he comes in, sits down, pulls out a newspaper just for dramatic effect, and takes a 
big fat shit in this display toilet in this hardware store. And I gotta say, as much as I disapproved of this, I'm actually very disappointed in the sound editing. What are you disappointed in? Well, when he's taking a shit, at first I was like, man, they must have like mic'd him somewhere because it's like splattery. Yeah. That's what you hear. And then the camera goes over and you see the shit and it's just a big log. It kind of curls a bit and that's it. It's true. Uh, So they clearly did not mic him properly if they didn't put a, they didn't have a butt mic. Nope. That's just unprofessional, honestly, if we're... Unreliable sound editing. Is it shitty ADR? <laughs> hey! Nice. But here's the thing, though. The guy who owned the place sounded like he was Southern, right? This I feel like they, they filmed they filmed part of this in the South, clearly. Yeah. I feel like if he took a shit in a Southern hardware store owner's store, he would beat the living fuck out of you and or shoot you in the face. Like Maybe because they knew they were on camera? I don't understand how calm some of these people are when they're pulling crap like this. Or they might be in on it. They'd be like, hey, man, can we pay you to like, we'll clean it up. We'll do whatever. I We just want to like have this guy and you just like pretend to be angry and chase him out. Maybe. I mean, this is a documentary after all. Uh, legally, it is a documentary. <laughs> Despite our better judgment, John, this is in a very literal sense a documentary. I know, which is amazing because in a way it's genre redefining because you think of documentaries as just, you know, often very boring. But we're just going to tell this story of a thing that happened. (laughs) No, no. What's a story? What's a story? We're going to go take a shit in a fucking hardware store. And then, I mean, this happens throughout the movie. I think we only have to talk about this once. But one of the filler bits they do is Johnny, I think Johnny Knoxville, somebody goes around with a pair of clippers and just sneaks up behind people and buzzes chunks of their hair out. Again, something I'm fine with. If you're just with some dumb friends screwing around, yeah, sure. But they do it to cast. They do it to If you're a crew member on this, like you are liable to be fucked with. Like that is, that is a stressful work environment. It's like, hey man, I'm just here to do the crafty. Please don't pee on me. <laughs> I think by the time it became a movie, you knew what you were in for. Yeah, there, there was some very, very explicit releases that got signed by the crew members. I think this connects to a character note in Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Because Ed, played by Nick Frost, throughout the movie, towards the back of his head, kind of low down, is a section that's been chopped out by a set of clippers for the whole movie. And it's like, he's just so much of a slob, he didn't even get a haircut or something to fix it. (laughs) (laughs) It's something I've always noticed and have had to point out to people and just seeing them do this reminds me of, but everyone when it happens is like, oh man, I just got a haircut or I got to get another one or something. These guys aren't even that bad as Ed is. So now we get the mousetrap bit where Aaron McGahee or whatever the fuck his name is gets dressed up as a mouse and uh, walks through on hands and knees, crawls through a room full of mousetraps. I've seen so many variations of this and it's always why the tons of mousetraps on a trampoline and jump on it sort of thing like this going across the room. I've seen it in comedy shows where people are improving a scene. It's like, oh, you just let me pick that up. But the stage is covered in mousetraps traps and they get snapped i never really got it i think it was very underwhelming for them because at some point they start picking up the mouse traps and chucking at him and then at some point someone just comes up and kicks him in the stomach they run up and start slapping him with mouse traps too not just throwing it at him 
Yeah, they're like, okay, well, that was underwhelming. How do we actually make this usable? Okay, we're just going to really go up and fucking hurt him. So speaking of really hurting yourself, this is one of the ones that I severely did not enjoy watching, even though this is a self-inflicted bit. Uh, this is the- More or less self-inflicted. The bungee wedgie. Oh, sorry. No, I was thinking ahead. Don't do too much thinking. This is this is jackass. Okay, this one, yeah, bungee wedgie. <laughs> this did not go the way I thought it would. They have some underwear hooked up with these very heavy-duty bungee cords to a tree branch. And what I thought they were going to do is pull it down and have someone step in and then let go. No. Nope, that is not how this shit goes down. Instead, he <laughs> climbs up into the tree, puts them on, and then jumps from the branch. <laughs> yep. And the first time the budgie cords do not hold him, he just falls flat on the ground. Yeah, like he just ripped through it or something, right? Something like that. So yeah, he just collapses on the ground. The second time it does work, but it hurts him so bad, he bleeds in the underwear. Yeah, it catches him, but only momentarily. They secured it on the sides and back. And so what happens is he winds up rolling forward and hanging from it. Yeah, and then he gets out like being naked and they go up to inspect the underwear and see blood and I guess skid yep. marks. And yeah, great, great segment. That's what I needed to watch. Mwah. This is what we're here for. This is what the Jackass fans require. That's what I'm saying. If you're here for to watch Jackass, this is what you're here for. <laughs> but now we get Johnny Knoxville going back to his roots. He goes to a shooting range in the valley. He puts on groin protection. He puts on a bulletproof vest because they're going to shoot a beanbag round out of a shotgun right in the stomach. Yeah, so he puts on safety equipment just in case he doesn't get hit where they intend to shoot him where there isn't any <laughs> also did not wear any eye protection nope or ear protection nope just a vest and just groin protection so he got the full effect of the loud and this is an indoor range so this is a shotgun going off that's gonna probably do some hearing damage and you know if it goes into your eye well fuck you you're shit out of luck johnny knoxville you do get to see that they did a few practice shots beforehand to show that the guy knows what he's doing with aiming this thing and a little behind the scenes material there's footage they didn't use where a few shots had missed him and he was getting like really spooked out by this that they left out of the movie there were test firings and stuff first he didn't just walk in and say hey shoot me yeah but he was again this is one of those ones where you just saw the terror in johnny knoxville's eyes in the moments leading up to him getting shot oh yeah but apparently that was heavily edited out this wasn't even close to how nervous he actually got damn yeah now we get to a fun one of fucking with people in the streets. It, it was kind of, this was kind of like good, clean fun. Wee Man gets into a giant traffic cone and just <laughs> runs around Tokyo. Yeah, this one was great. <laughs> this is a great one. This one was really great. Yeah, he's obviously had like a radio in his ear or something. I'm not sure how he saw. Maybe they poked tiny holes that he could see out of or something. I'm not sure. Or maybe he was just told, hey, turn left, keep walking forward, you know, in his ear. And people are looking at it amused. Like, this is a fun prank where people are like, oh, my my god is that happening that's so weird <laughs> like that's the reaction even when he tries to go up a downward rolling elevator yeah this is the one i don't get i don't get how no one just pushed the cone this is another one of the japan sequences so maybe they're just way too polite but yeah he stops right at the bottom of a down escalator and it's crowded and people just work their way around him <laughs> Some people look slightly annoyed, but others are just like chuckling because they, they clearly this shit happens in Japan all the time. They're like, OK, we're on a prank <laughs> show. That's kind of good. 
That's kind of good. We're Japanese. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess so. Now, Spike Jones actually gets in front of the camera because he he's an old man makeup and he he's he's an old man in a rascal pretending that his brakes have been cut and he just like flies down a I guess a downtown LA hill. Yeah. I mean, this is another just for the crowd reaction. No one's getting fucked with. It's fine. He gets to the bottom and someone that you see take off running gets to him really quickly and you know, make sure he's okay. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and then yeah, it's like, oh, no, it's not just the brakes. Nothing. None of this works. Can you push me back up to the top? I want to go again. <laughs> Very nice. Nobody got hurt. It's fine. This is a good one. And now we get ass kicked by a girl. That's what it says on the tin. <laughs> that's what it says on the tin. We didn't come up with the title. I'm just saying that's that's what it's called. That's what you get. That's all. So <laughs> yeah. So he go. Ryan Dunn goes up against Japanese kickboxer Naoko Kumagai, or I'm totally mispronouncing that. By the way, Ryan Dunn, I don't think had a good time during this movie. I feel like for all the what the things that focused on, yeah, him, he tends he, to have the some of the worst stuff happen to him, and he looks very unhappy about it. They dress him up in like. A lady's fighting outfit. He's got like a sports bra on just to add to the absurdity. And we watch him get his ass kicked by a girl. She fucks him up. Like he's bleeding. And yeah, if you just want to watch a dude get the shit kicked out of him, go watch this. Yeah. I mean, there's there's really nothing else to say about it. Onward. (laughs) Onward. Now we get Steve-O doing tropical pole vaulting. Why is this tropical other than you see one or two palm trees? Where are they that makes this tropical? I'm guessing Florida again. Just because, you know, there was quite a bit with gators and so. Yeah, he he pole vaults into a palm tree, pole vaults off a pier into the ocean. He also pole vaults into a ditch with like a rotting animal carcass in it and gets water in his mouth and clearly finds it disgusting because it is disgusting. For the most part on this one, yeah, it's a bit of why, but I did have fun because he's just fucking himself up and that's your own damn fault. So yeah, I had a bit of fun. (laughs) Then there's the shopping. I don't remember this. This is the one I don't remember. I'm just, again, going off the list of stuff on Wikipedia here, but the shopping cart attack says Aaron McGahee. Oh yeah, yeah. This was another one of those super brief interludes where a guy's running with a surfboard like he's going to try and go through a puddle with it and as soon as he throws it down, he's jumping on a a shopping cart just comes out of nowhere and knocks him over. Yeah, that's it. And then here comes another fun one in Tokyo. Uh, Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, Ryan Dunn, Wee Man, all the gang, they they dress up as pandas and just start fucking around Tokyo. Yeah, this one was a lot of fun because again, it's just them fucking around in a crowd yeah they they go to a bar they drink beer through the panda suits they like just tackle each other the best though the best there's some sort of like demonstration going on out in the street I don't know if it's a demonstration, but there's like a group of shirtless dudes like doing yoga together on the sidewalk. And they just run up and start joining in. And these guys could not be happier to see these pandas. I love this. Again, Japan must be a weird and wonderful place where just like you guys are running around, you know, panda costumes. Cool. We're doing shirtless yoga in the middle of a city street. This is normal life, apparently. One of the guys... In the shirtless yoga group, like just immediately gets this overjoyed look on his face and grabs one of the panda masks and puts it on and then just goes back to doing what he's doing. (laughs) Gotta go to Japan at some point. I just I want to see the oddness for myself. 
Now we get Johnny Knoxville doing rocket skates. Eh. This one was another eh. Yeah, because basically putting bottle rockets to his rollerblades to propel him. The first one's kind of dumb because he goes down a hill, so there's no reason. He's going downhill on all of these. And on the later ones, there's like three or four different trials. They keep adding more and more bottle rockets. So when there's enough on there, you can see that it substantially adds to his speed. But other than that, Eh. Yeah, he falls over and he has to like deflect the the rockets away from him so he doesn't have. Yeah, just kind of wait for the bottle rockets to finish going off and then get up and we'll do a little bit more. Eh, I didn't really care on this one. Now we get the roller disco truck, and this this okay, was fun. This looked like a hell of a lot of fun. I'm, I'd kind of be down for it as long as the truck didn't go that fast, because <laughs> it'd be pretty easy to hurt or kill someone, but it did look like a hell of a time. Yeah, like they, they all get in the back of a, like a rider van, and they're all wearing disco stuff. They put up decorations. They're all got their roller skates on, and then Preston Lacey it's drives Preston, the truck. Yeah. Yeah, and just drives it really crazily through this parking lot, and they're just falling all over the place. (laughs) This is a good one. This is a good one. In general, this movie is dumb and an indictment of our culture, but every now and then, we we got to admit we enjoyed some stuff. But now we get to one that I did not enjoy. I loved this one growing up. I thought this was hilarious, but like looking at it now as an adult and knowing what I know about certain things, this is just fucking stupid and actually kind of irritating and disrespectful. This is the Wasabi Snooters section. Oh, oh God. Okay. I can't stand Wasabi under normal circumstances. I don't like the taste of it. I don't like the smell. I don't, or, you know, some people are like, oh, it's not really Wasabi. It's horseradish. Same with horseradish. I don't care for it. So this is just a giant why yeah this is back in japan they're in a sushi joint they're sitting at the bar and steve-o this might be real wasabi but whether whether or not it's real he puts makes a line of it like he's doing cocaine and he snorts it the japanese gentlemen who are also customers find this hilarious as well and steve-o proceeds to puke onto the sushi plate that's in front of him he just pukes all it ruins the sushi that's so fucking disrespectful the guy who made it for you is right in front of you and my understanding of sushi chefs and especially ones in japan is that this is a journey they go on to learn Mm. how to make sushi like you can spend years not even being allowed to touch the fish because you have to master the rice if you are a sushi chef particularly in japan you have dedicated years of your life to your craft and to have some asshole just puke on it for a stupid fucking video is just mm. eh you paid for it i know in more ways than one <laughs> also for the record i like wasabi so john i will have your wasabi take um, it <laughs> <laughs> and keep it all the way over there thank you <laughs> And now we get another fun one. Uh, Wee Man and Preston Lacey. So, you know, the little person of the group and the colossal obese man of the group get dressed up in sumo outfits and Preston Lacey chases Wee Man through the streets of Tokyo. (laughs) It's great. Another one of those really quick, uh, just really quick interludes. And then Johnny Knoxville and another dude goes around with a gong to like stun people in public in Japan. It kind of seemed a little dickish, but it was kind only of only slightly. Like it was still, it's fine. I didn't find it incredibly funny, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. It was a thing. Uh, and then we get another interlude. Uh, Steve-O jumps on a trampoline inside, right into a ceiling fan. Okay, again, why? Probably alcohol. You know. <laughs> 
There was a lot of beer on the set, apparently. Oh, literally, I think it was Coors, where Miller, like some brewing company, sponsored this movie. Oh, wow. Officially, okay. Officially, like, like, like you know, beer consideration brought to, like, it's in the credits. I forget which one it was. But yeah, like, there was a alcohol sponsor for the movie. Yeah, because normally we point out, oh, this scene brought to you by, you know, whatever brand is prominently on display. I didn't even really notice or look for it. There's a lot of beer in some of these shots. It's very subtle. But yeah, it's Coors or Miller. It's one of those. Yeah, Jackass brought to you by alcohol. Alcohol. You'll do this stupid shit. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And now we get back to fucking with Bab's parents. Gotta be honest, I kind of thought this one was kind of fucking funny, even though it's not cool. They put an alligator in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, earlier there was a brief little moment where Bam was saying, like, oh, we're not on TV anymore. We don't have to worry about censors, so I'm going to get my mom to say fuck. So I wonder how many things they had to do before... To get her to say fuck. Yeah, because this is the one that does it, but we don't see any other attempts, thankfully. But right. you know they definitely kept messing with his parents just to get her to do it. Yeah, so puts it in, and she freaks the fuck out. It's the real alligator, and she says fuck, and uh, I gotta, I'm ashamed to say it. I found this funny. I didn't. It goes on too long, and people just shrieking in general. I, okay, it did uh, go on too long. It did go on too long, but for there was a mo- there was a certain tipping point where it was funny, and then it tipped over to being like, okay, they need to go to the next one. It never crossed over to funny for me. Well, again, because like in real life, all right, it's okay. There's something going on. We need to find out. But if I'm watching something and you have someone shrieking, it's just a turn off for me. I can't stand it. I don't like it. So now we're going to see Johnny Knoxville uh, skateboarding down a rail. So he's with professional skateboarders Eric Costin and Clyde Singleton. And Johnny Knoxville is going to be going down this railing in the Confederate flag. Yay! Helmet. Clyde Singleton is also a black guy, but he doesn't give a fuck because he also at some point wears the Confederate flag helmet. So this is not a thing that bothers him, apparently. It's because they're skaters and therefore rebels, see? So it mm-hmm. makes sense. With or without a cause. Cause optional. So Johnny <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> the cause optional rebel. <laughs> They put him on the rail. He doesn't jump up. Like, actually, they put the skateboard on the rail directly. They put Johnny Knoxville on the skateboard, and they have him slide down. And then down. just let go of him, yeah. And just let go, and he gets all the way to the bottom before How he wipes out. How did he out. not break his ankle on that landing? I have no idea. I'm serious. The way he hit... God, how do you not break your leg? I broke my leg walking across a room. <laughs> <laughs> so when I see shit like this, I'm just... How? <laughs> I don't know. Like Homer Simpson in that boxing episode, they find out that his head is so thick and that's why he can take punches. Maybe Johnny Knoxville has Homer Simpson angles. Who knows? I don't know, man. I literally have metal in my leg because I did that you roll your ankle sort of thing. And instead of stumbling out of it, I went down on it mm. and uh, broke my fibula. Jesus. Ah, oh, that oh, my legs hurt now. Yeah. So again, anytime I see something like this and I see the way that foot hit and I'm just like, oh, God, no, it's not floppy okay and just in case you'd forgotten that Preston Lacey had a big fat ass uh the movie's gonna remind you because he's gonna get out of a jacuzzi uh wearing some tidy white oh yeah wearing some underwear haha ha. just going for the gross out factor cool yep and now we're gonna get to another just why because it's the paper cuts bit oh god oh, oh god indeed god. This is another one I had heard about. This is one of the famous, you know, little segments on the movie. Oh, 
Oh, just thinking about it, man, it gets my spine twisting up like that. So basically, Ryan Dunn takes, I guess it's a manila envelope or something, and just starts scraping the edges. Jesus, I can't even listen to you describe it. Webbing between their fingers and toes. And like, John, you're upset right now, but one of the camera guys is so grossed out by what they're doing. He literally throws up and fall like, passes out yeah this is the second time he's thrown up in the movie it was the same dude when the guy was shitting himself in the van he gets out and pukes and they're like what what he's like i had to stay in there and film that man Uh, and they also like you know the sides of their mouths steve-o his Uh, tongue just just why just why and then we get more party boy. Uh, Chris Pontius goes to some random fortune teller on the streets of <laughs> Tokyo, <laughs> and he's like, "Thank God we had party boy for a part for a maybe be for a palate cleanser." <laughs> yes. So party boy, he's in a tracksuit, and he's like, "Hey, I already know my fortune. It's to party." And he tears it off, and he starts dancing. Yeah, he takes <laughs> off his jacket, does his tear away shorts, and starts. Dancing. And this is one of those where he starts to like grind his ass on the dude, and he just kind of gets up and moves away just enough you know yeah he's got his boom box there to put on the party music and now we get to john's favorite bit oh uh, well they call it sweaty fat fucks but uh <laughs> yeah basically matt hoffman and bam margara put on fat suits and go to a skate park and try to and tony hawk skate- well tony hawk is there as well but you know you first watch bam and matt hoffman well yeah and- but but i mean tony puts on the fat suit as well and they're doing some stuff and they do some pretty cool shit i gotta say well Here's the thing. Bam and the other guy do a lot of wipes. Maybe they didn't show any of Tony Hawk's wipes, but Tony Hawk seems to like be really, really good, even in a fat suit. Well, I mean, the man's the face of the sport for how many years? <laughs> I mean, still? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> And I think Bam, he does like he slides along a railing and the weight causes the skateboard to snap in half and he falls down. <laughs> yeah, so there's just a lot yeah, of wiping that out. That can of- happen anyway. So Yeah. But I feel like it's if you're in a four hundred pound fat suit, probably more likely. No, but it's a fat suit to make you look like you weigh four hundred pounds. They're not that heavy. I mean, you see them doing sit ups and shit wearing these. Okay, but they 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 are definitely gonna throw you off balance. Oh, of course. But yeah, I mean, they do some stuff where when you've got a gap in the ramps, you know, jumping that gap with someone underneath it, having three people go at once, one of them's on a BMX instead of a skateboard, and three go up, the two cross over the middle guy. Great stuff. Great stunts. uh, Just while wearing fat suits. (laughs) All right. Well, with fat suits to think of, we're going to take a break just to let our brain cells recover. But when we come back, we'll talk about the rest of this movie, technically, that is Jack the movie we'll be right back hey guys hey hey welcome back man thanks guys italy was crazy but it's it's good to get back to normal oh man i'll bet so uh you said you wanted me to do a sketch for the jackass episode that you guys did that's not gonna spoil the fact that i'm coming back next week is it nah it's fine pretty sure most people don't even listen that far anyway god i hope that's not true so yeah jules let's have you sit right here yeah yeah right right, 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 right. <laughs> uh okay <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? 
<laughs> you got prank, motherfucker. Oh, we got you so good. <laughs> Is that a, a whoopee cushion? Your epic prank was to get me to sit on a whoopee cushion. Hell yeah. You fell for it, man. High five. Oh, yeah. What are you, eight years old? That's so stupid. Hey, wait, wait, where are you going? I'm going back to Italy. You guys are stupid. Aw. Oh, come on, man. Don't You don't have to be like... Ah, he's hmm. gone. Whatever. That was awesome. Hell yeah. Screw that, dude. This is our ticket to the big time now. Knoxville's totally answering our emails after this. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're going to start off this part of the podcast with Johnny Knoxville once again in an old man suit, lifting weights in a gym. Oh. Yeah, another one that was just fine. They're not even really fucking with people. He's got a barbell, some small weights on the end, and just struggling to do some curls. Guy comes up and asks if he can help. No, no, I got it. You know, all right, you need a spot or anything, let me know. And then he takes a pratfall. <laughs> yep. And the dude who offered the spot is right on it, man. He's awesome. He runs over, lifts the bar up, carries it away. Good to have those people around the gym. Yeah. Now we get a department store boxing match where they get professional boxer Butterbean yep. to beat the living fuck out of Johnny Knoxville <laughs> in the middle of a department store. I'm not sure where this department yeah. store is. I think it might be in LA, but yeah, they, they, they stage a fake boxing match where Butterbean throws real punches and knocks Johnny Knoxville the fuck out. Yeah, knocks Knoxville out. Knocks him down pretty bad and he's like, no, no, I'm done. And Butterbean's like, no. Nope. No, you're not. Get back up. You got a little bit more to take, but I'll let you punch me first. Go ahead. And he's grinning. He's just grinning. And Knoxville comes up and punches him. And you can tell it doesn't do a goddamn thing. And he just launches into another attack and then actually does knock him out. They have to bring the paramedic over. Knoxville definitely got a concussion. They immediately got to take him to the hospital. He gets stitches in his head. I say, yeah, when he went down, probably from hitting the floor or maybe the counter. Because, like, thankfully, they didn't break any of the glass, no. you know, display cases in this store. But he falls in that little gap in the counter for the employees to go in and out. And so whether he hit the wall or something, yeah, he split his uh, split his head open. I think it's like when he quips, like, after he's been, like, supremely socked in the head. He's like, yeah, tell Butter uh, is Butter being okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Something like is, that. Is the other guy all right? <laughs> and now we get more fucking with convenience store workers because that's funny. This is the, the jousting in a convenience store. And uh, yeah. If they were just doing this shit down on the sidewalk or something, I'd be fine with it. But again, going through a store and just fucking with the employees they gotta put up with the general public anyway man yeah that's that's not cool yeah they're, they're dressed up in like night outfits it's a whole thing they just fucking wreck the place it's yeah and so we go from fucking with people to fucking with animals again because we're now in Okinawa and Steve-O and Chris Pontius go find a sea cucumber because one of their local guides told them that the fear response of the sea cucumber is that it shoots out a milky white liquid and so they find a Sea well, cucumber these strings basically it's what they do when startled i'm not sure how that's a defense mechanism of any sort but yeah so they pretend to jerk off the sea cucumber like it's their dick and then white stuff comes out and ha 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 masturbation we're messing with this animal hey now we get to more messing with animals because they're now going to go scuba diving in swimming trunks filled with shrimp yep 
And they're going to go swim with some whale sharks. Chris Pontius's scuba vest, by the way, has a, a ranger tab on it, as in a U.S. Army ranger tab on the shoulder, I noticed. I don't know why that's there, but... Hmm, I didn't notice that. Yep, it's there. All right. So they go scuba diving with shrimp in their shorts, and they get gummed by some whale sharks. There's a couple times... <laughs> I mean, these are some pretty big beasts. There's a couple times where if there was a different angle of approach, <laughs> yeah, I think it could have pretty much swallowed them. <laughs> yeah, it could. The whale sharks have huge mouths and they like their shrimp. They're not going to attack humans. But hey, if you got shrimp in your shorts, they're going to want to get some of that shrimp. But yeah, I mean, they swim up open mouthed. Yeah, you know, the guys keep positioning or whatever. So the whale shark has to like basically come at their ass while they're sort of like a sitting position. But man, if they had straight legs or something, just straight in <laughs> yep so that was a thing that was a thing that happened they yep. put their dicks on the line for comedy so much fun so uh-huh. much fun that was a fun that was a fun bit yeah but now yeah, we get to what that i did find fun it's johnny knoxville getting title waved okay again it's just you know what you want to do something stupid have fun man go ahead yeah he stands in front of a like a fa- they just drop a shit ton of water on him and it blows him across a lawn one thing that i did laugh at they added it for comedic effect and it worked because it's just so stupid is for some reason he has a snorkel it's not like it's gonna do anything but <laughs> It's nope, not going to help. It's not there for any other reason. And I found that little touch just way too damn funny. <laughs> Definitely added to the the aesthetic. <laughs> and now we get to another one of just why. Because we watch Steve-O get his... Well, Steve-O's, yeah, tend to be the whys. Uh, Steve-O and Ryan. <laughs> but this one, so first of all, this is where he gets his infamous back tattoo of his own face. Ah. Well, you saw like part of it in the earlier clip, so I thought this was just him showing it off. Right, but I think like he did it for the movie. Yeah, I wouldn't know. But what comes after, again, I laughed at because this is just your own damn fault. <laughs> So this is the director of the movie giving him a tattoo on his arm while Henry Rollins, (laughs) of all fucking people, drives a Hummer through a desert. But it's sort of like an off-roader course because there's there's bumps and jumps and all kinds of stuff like that. So he's getting a tattoo while being driven through an off-road course. Yes. Oh, my God. This is one of the ones I remember. It's such a dumb idea. So dumb. I distinctly remember this one from when I watched it as a kid. Yeah, so this is an H1 Hummer. This is the OG Hummer going through the fucking (laughs) desert. And then he gets off his arm is bleeding. It's not a smiley face because they're trying to do a smiley face on his arm. It's (laughs) like, I I don't know what the fuck he came out with, but that is not. It's a scatter plot. (laughs) It is is a Rorschach test on his arm. (laughs) It's not even that coherent. (laughs) You're right. It's the most what the fuck connect the dots you've ever seen. (laughs) It's like a dot matrix printer had a seizure. So then we get this weird merry-go-round bit. I don't know what the fuck happened here. So Aaron McGahee, he gets on this merry-go-round thing and then they attach it to a rope and then somebody drives the car away and then it spins him. Yeah, they, they'd wound the rope around a few times and attached it so that it would basically, the merry-go-round spins very, very fast so you get flung off. Slash super dizzy. And as he's like, you know, trying to get his balance back, somebody surprise attacks him with the hair club. Yep. And now we get to another one, which is just, God, why? It's called 
ass rockets. Oh, God. Yeah, well, again, it's Steve-O, man. It's Steve-O and Party Boy. Yeah, so they're still in Tokyo. They're on the roof of this building with this... I don't know who this guy is with the long hair. There's a guy who's clearly in his 40s with the long hair who just like kind of pals around with this group. But they're on the roof of their Tokyo hotel. And Steve-O, who's like shirtless with like skimpy underwear, puts a bottle rocket up his ass. Like the the, the stick Just the little stick part, yeah. (laughs) And lights it and, you know, sends bottle rockets out into the city because that's a funny thing, apparently. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Chris Party Boy does one where he's wearing the type of underwear where like your dick has its own sheath, basically. Yeah. And so then they tie a string around that to the bottle rocket so it gets tugged. And then they combo move it. Yeah, they combo move it. You know, burn your asshole and rip your dick off like it's... Yeah, so again, a bottle rocket stick in the ass for Steve-O, and then that is tied to Chris's dick. I'm still so happy I never watched this. (laughs) Yeah, not worth it. I don't think I'll ever watch this ever again. It's the only thing I'm grateful for is it's giving us like a very short episode here. <laughs> but this, the time where they attach it to Chris Ponch's dick and, you know, have it go out of Steve-O's ass at the same time, because it's attached to a piece of string, it nearly whips around and hits that guy that I was talking about who had to, you know, had a near miss with this bottle rocket. Again, I would have had no sympathy if he was, Yeah, you know, that's why I'm hurt. giggling now, because, I mean, you asked for it, man. <laughs> Yes, for like, why are you saying that? Everyone's standing over, like, way the fuck away from this. You are standing right where it's happening, you moron. Anyways, moving on. Now we get another one where Ryan Dunn is very unhappy with the choices he's made in life because it's BMX tug of war. We're back to the same, I guess, desert area where they did Devo's tattoo. And he's having a tug of war where he's on a BMX bike strapped to Preston Lacey, who's just sitting on a bench or yeah. sitting down somewhere yeah, and I he's got it was a couch try- like they or a couch, a couch yeah. out there yeah so preston's sitting on the couch and ryan rides past him <laughs> with this rope type <laughs> you know connecting him and just gets launched off of the bike right but he tries to ramp over a like a, there's like a ramp yeah but he, he fails to- because he doesn't in the credits that there's like some outtakes and you see you can see preston get pulled off i didn't notice it during the segment you see it later at the end he does get pulled off a little bit but ryan gets just launched off the bike right in to a group of uh, some cacti yeah it's right below the ramp so he is just clearly pissed off because like this is the stupidest fucking thing that i've ever had to do pin in that because it's not the stupidest fucking thing he's gonna do in this movie but he was like this is really fucking stupid Mm -hmm. why am i doing this god damn it like he was clearly unhappy with what he had to do i did get enjoyment of him trying to correct people and that he's landed in cacti because there are multiple plants there and they're like it's cactus he's like dude it's cacti you (laughs) like all of a sudden there's this debate there's a semantic debate yes. in the middle of jackass <laughs> about whether or not cactus or cacti is the proper term that one must use in this situation. Oh my god. And again, this is one that I don't remember. Grandpa falls asleep. Spike Jones, an old man suit, pretends to fall asleep in traffic. I, this is not ringing any bells in my head. Uh, Yeah, it must have been one of those like two second interludes because I did not see this either. Cool. All right, moving on. That apparently happened according to Wikipedia. John and I don't remember. But I do remember this and god this is gross yellow snow cone oh yeah mm, again yeah Why? take that old school oh, Why? So, 
yes, take that old yellow schoolyard thing about, oh, yellow snow, because somebody's peed in it. And yeah, don't eat the yellow snow. But Aaron McGahee is going to eat the yellow snow. Yeah, he literally makes a snow cone out of snow, pisses on the snow cone, and eats the snow cone. And because... saturates it. He doesn't just do a little shot on there. He unloads. Yep. Just saturates this and takes, I wasn't counting, but at least three giant mouthfuls. Not a little nibble, not a taste, nope. but just a big bite. And he's obviously grossed out by, like, do another one, do another one. And he does another one. And yeah. I mean, it's jackass, so. It's jackass, but I think because he was not reacting as largely as they probably wanted for this bit, dude comes up and just fucking attacks him, just starts hitting him. I'm just going to throw a speculation out there. Brought to you by alcohol. Brought to you by this. I mean, yeah, as we have established, this movie is brought to you by alcohol. Specifically, I think Miller and or Coors, one of those major breweries. Yeah, this movie brought to you by alcohol. Then we watch Wee Man kick himself in the head. No, oh, yeah, another fun little. I'm not even going to repeat it. Leave it in. Nope, doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> now we get to another one of Bam fucking with his dad. Seriously, how are there not restraining orders? What is this? Like, what is this segment? Because literally his dad's trying to take a shit and Bam just goes in and starts wailing on him, tears his shirt off and I guess steals his pants as well and just leaves his dad naked on the toilet. Yeah. Why? Who is way too calm about this whole thing? They must be getting paid. They must be getting paid. They must be somewhat aware that shit's going to happen to them. There's no ways if they weren't getting compensated, they would put up with this. You would hope not, at least. I guess. I don't know, man. Cool. That's done. Now we get to one that I did enjoy. Okay. Golf course air horn. <laughs> this was great. Uh, I, I fucking love this. I golf anyway, so yes. I had a lot of fun with this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, John, but I learned to play golf growing up, and I a lot of golf was watched around me, and it is as boring to play as it is to watch, and I have no sympathy for anyone who gets fucked with on a golf course. Just none. Yeah. The, uh, a lot of golf was watched around me. They tried to teach me. I find it very frustrating. I mean, I'm bad at it and I don't care to get any better but I would kept getting taken so I just hated it <laughs> I, I never was like I never went to a golf course to play golf out of my own volition it was just because a buddy wanted to play or I was going for a golf lesson or like I had to go I was never like oh goody I get to go play some golf today I was at birds if you know that bar over in Hollywood yes I do I was sitting at the bar. I was waiting uh, probably to meet up with Jules or something. I was just having some lunch. And there was a table <laughs> of some guys talking. And somehow we just got to chatting and golf came up and just how horribly against it I was. <laughs> and, and I was like, dude, if I want to go for a walk and get pissed off, I'm just going to walk out of here and try and cross the street three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm just saying shit like this. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have another porter. Da, da, da. And the manager came out of the back room, which is like right there and kind of pulled the bartender aside and was like, you need to quit arguing with the customers and drinking on the job. <laughs> Because it was this very specific beer that I absolutely love. And, you know, I understand a lot of people don't like the darker beers. <laughs> and I'm like, miss, that was me. <laughs> you know, like, she thought. Apparently, this guy hates golf, too. And oh, he almost man. got written up at work because I was arguing with another customer. 
that's fucking fantastic. More fun than watching this movie. But yep. this segment's pretty great. So what's I, let's get back to it. What's actually Yeah, happening? let's get back to it. So basically, I mean, again, it's also the kind of people that are attracted to golf in general. The ladies they start fucking with at the beginning of the segment are Karens. They look like Karens. Like every picture <laughs> you've seen of a Karen in modern times, their style, their haircuts, their sensibilities have not changed since the early 2000s. <laughs> If ever? If ever. The Karen abides is one of the things. <laughs> and so they're just blasting these air horns. They're, they're all dressed in like camo and kind of hiding in the, the trees that line your typical golf course where the rough is. And they just honk these air horns as they're trying to take swings at their golf balls. And they're absolutely fucking their shots up. It's delightful to watch. But I also love the retaliation from some of the golfers, too, because you're fucking with people playing golf. You deserve it, too. There's one oh, yeah. guy who turns and literally throws his club at him. <laughs> and there's another dude who, like, they fuck with him while he's trying to tee off. So he puts another ball back and then turns and starts shooting shots at him. It's, uh, I love this segment. Amazing. And that same guy who hits the golf balls at them, like, comes over, threatens to kick their ass, doesn't kick their ass because, you know, he clearly saw the cameras. But it's so funny. They, they find him later, like, I guess at the, you know, back at the club, towards the clubhouse. Didn't I tell you I was going to kick your ass? No, but oh like, no no no! This is a different guy. Different guy. So they're they're back at the clubhouse, and the guy that smacked the golf ball at them is in his golf cart, and he sees them, and he flips them off as him and his buddy drive away. It's just, yeah. it's great. I am pro fucking with people on golf carts with air horns. Make <laughs> I, I would watch an entire movie of just this. But now we got to get back to fucking with animals, not just people, uh, because Chris Pontius gets in an animal outfit and starts fucking with a mountain lion. And by fucking with a mountain lion, slowly crawling towards it. But clearly this animal's not happy with that very, you know, oh, cat yeah. Misses. Yeah, it is absolutely <laughs> giving back the fuck off vibes. I mean, it's growling, snarling, ears are back, everything. Yeah. And he gets slapped in the face. I mean, with the, this whatever, you know, suit he's wearing. Don't fuck with animals like this. Like, it's it's cruel. I didn't enjoy this. But now we get to one that I did enjoy, because this was a proper stunt. This is the burglars. Oh, bit. yes. This one was fantastic specifically because of one innocent bystander <laughs> his reaction is priceless so there's this library or office or... i took it to be like an office building yeah yeah i don't know if it's a law firm or what there are a lot of shelves of books and that sort of thing so there's just these three guys in there there's two white guys and a black guy with long dreads and they're just doing some work, doing their thing. And then all of a sudden, the roof, the ceiling crashes <laughs> down. And Johnny Knoxville and Bab just fall to the ground in like burglar outfits and fake diamonds spread everywhere. Yeah, like they've been crawling through the vents doing some sort of like shitty ass heist. And they start, get the diamonds, get the diamonds, get the diamonds. And oh, man. The black guy. The, so the white guys just kind of like back up, kind of look on yeah. in amusement. Yeah. And this black guy, split second after the crash happens. He nopes the fuck out of there, man. He, he books it out. There, like He bursts out of the office. There's just footage of him sprinting down the street. They had cameras outside, you know, just set up probably for a, just in case something happens. Yeah. And they watch him haul ass. <laughs> 
And he comes uh, back. They're still there. They have a little chat with him. They're like, oh, my God. You took He's like, yeah, dudes with masks bussing. Nope, I ain't a part of that. <laughs> nope, I am not getting fucking roped into that. Yeah, whatever's going on, I am not a part of this. <laughs> and now we get to the final big bit of the movie. And this is... Ugh. Not a fan. Uh, yeah. Ryan Dunn wasn't a fan either, but he drew the short straw again, so he's the one who had to do it. I think they were saying that initially Steve-O was going to do it, and then Steve was like, well, my dad would disown me if I did this, so I'm not going to do it. So that's where the line is. Yeah, the line is shoving a toy car up your ass, because this is the butt x-ray prank, question mark. Anyways, yeah. Ryan Dunn puts a toy car in a condom, lubes it up, and, and it's so crazy because it's clearly like a giant tube of medical lubricant. Yeah. But to block the brand name, they just put a big bit of gaff tape over and write ass lube. Which really made me feel like they were fucking with him. And like the car wasn't even the point. I just figured like they covered up the label and just told him that's why. But that this was actually a tube of men gay or icy hot or something like that (laughs) to get him to rub that on his asshole. That would have been a better prank. That would have been better. But no, it's lube and he puts a car in his ass and goes and gets x-rayed because he's just not feeling well he doesn't know what happened yeah and so the doctor instead of i don't know investigating or whatever just gives him an x-ray this is this is clearly in florida this is probably a cuban doctor takes the x-ray and look this is stupid and a waste of medical time and resources but i will say this the nurse's reaction to looking at this x-ray is fucking incredible (laughs) the look of disgust and judgment and just yeah the look in her face is just incredible as she looks at the fucking x-ray and looks at ryan is just like "Mm." and that is countered by the doctor's absolute professionalism absolute professionalism. he is not even phased by this he's like well at first when he's first looking at it and he's speaking in spanish and he's like oh my god there's a little car in here but when he goes and talks with ryan he's like um yeah okay see this that that shouldn't be there that's a car and he's like okay so i'll just pass it no 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 you're gonna need help with this but you really shouldn't talk to anybody like don't tell anyone you did this don't tell anyone you happened he points at the cameraman and says that guy knows that's too many people i think this doctor was implying he needed to go murder the cameraman (laughs) to prevent (laughs) them from being any witnesses Like, you you need to make this guy disappear. I'm not going to, you know, don't need to know how. I'm just letting you know. And I think Ryan Dunn is like, yeah, I passed out at a, at a frat party and I woke up and my ass started hurting. Like, that's the, the yeah. story he gives him. Ha, 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 ha. Getting raped at a frat party is hilarious. I've known some people in the medical industry. Usually the excuse they get is, I fell. Yeah. Yeah, I fell and this tangerine just happened to go all the way up my ass. You know, that the sort best of thing. one that I've heard happened recently within the past year. Oh, yeah. Guy got a World War II artillery shell sh- stuck up his ass. Spent or live? <laughs> I hope spent. And gave the doctors the I fell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Excuse about it. I just happened to fall on this artillery shell and it's up my ass now. My favorite is, is uh, from Scrubs actually. <laughs> I believe it was Dr. Cox. He's looking at an x-ray and he just goes, well, there's either a light bulb up this guy's ass or his colon has a really great idea. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, so anyways, 
that's that. And just to end the movie off, Johnny Knoxville gets catapulted into a bayou, and then there's a... That looked fun. That looked fun. I, I would do that. I'd do that, yeah. But then it's... There's someone in a boat with confetti shakers, and just, yay, Johnny Knoxville's okay, and he has the little gun that shoots a flag out that says the end. It's a really, really low note to go have very on. Very low note, like a very anticlimactic note to this whole thing. And I think they knew that this was anticlimactic because they filmed what happened next. So you see, you go through the credits, you see the outtakes, we learn that there was a beer sponsor for this film. <laughs> And then you get to the end of it, and I think this must not have tested well, as you pointed out, John, deflated ending to this whole thing, because the guy with the mustache, he was, had the confetti shakers, says to him, you know, after this, you're going to have to do Son of Jackass. And that gave them a conduit to doing a better ending. They did this clearly cinematic ending. They actually filmed this. It's not on video. Did you watch after the credits, or did you save you spare yourself this? I don't believe I saw this. I mean, I watched the outtake stuff, I remember the Son of Jackass. Jackass thing. Was it like the very end of the credits then? Very end of the credits. So he okay, says, Son yeah, of no, I... where they're all in old guy makeup and it says in 2063 and they're all like, oh no, I did see that. Yeah. With all the explosions and shit going on. Yeah. So yeah. they're all in like old guy makeup and this is clearly a scripted special effects scene because they're yeah. all like walking down and getting blown up and things falling on them. And I think they just went over the top just to have a proper ending. And Steve. Evo is the one that survives. Yay. Yay, this is over. Oh, yes. Yay. The movie (laughs) is over. That was, I'm so glad I didn't have to watch this through twice. But as soon as I found, you were like, Nick, you don't need to do detailed notes. Just write down what the bits are. And then I looked on Wikipedia. They had already made that list for me. Didn't have to watch it again. Yeah, we had a little meeting the other day. Just, you know, a little prep thing like we usually do. And I was like, dude, I didn't even take notes because I know you're going to have a list and I'm just going to give my reaction (laughs) just exactly what we did yep so that is done that was jackass the movie and before we go of course we as millennials know that every movie and tv show including jackass the movie has a moral for us so john what did you learn today i didn't learn anything from the movie but today i did learn that people outside the u.s find legal disclaimers very funny yes they do yes they do they've been around my whole life so i never thought of it a different way but yeah oh i just remembered one last little detail about the movie uh we get to see the toy car coming out of that's been pulled out of chris that ryan dunn's ass he, oh yeah he, thanks for reminding me of that boopy condoms yeah i feel like the the the, the, our, the audiences and the fans would be disappointed if we didn't point that out that's true that's true anyways wow what i learned is that i don't feel bad at all for any of my life choices. You know, I I may not have achieved my (laughs) dreams yet, but at least I don't have any film footage of me with a car shoved up my ass. So that's made me feel good. And before we go, of course, we need to tell you what we're doing next time. So John, what do the folks at home have to look forward to? Uh, Probably a metaphorical car up the ass because we'll be checking out (laughs) 1997's Batman and Robin. I mean, depending on what you're into, you could also have a little literal car up your ass while you watch it. Like, we're not here to judge unless you're making a jackass film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you have a uh, have a review for us to get us all excited for this metaphorical car up the ass? I do. I'll try and just do excerpts here. This was a hard review to find. Batman and Robin, you know famously bad and there were surprisingly a large amount of serious good reviews and that's not what i went looking for (laughs) (laughs) no we don't need any 
sincerity for fucking Batman and Robin. <laughs> no, but instead I did find this. First off, I have and PhD in the arts of theater and drama and really enjoyed my years in England's <laughs> finest drama school. I remember very clearly how our tutor always tried to bring out the finest performance of ourselves and always used to give us homework of watching this piece of art and watch closely how George Clooney and Arnold emit their finest theatrical acting. (laughs) One of the few aspects many don't notice while watching this film is how philosophical it is. (laughs) The whole concept of teamwork between the Bat Squad really brought a tear to my eye. The whole idea of Robin using fake lips while kissing poison ivy symbolizes how we men always wins. Yes, how we men always wins over toxic girls in our lives. (laughs) The screenplay in this movie is on point. The human being that came up with all the ice puns really deserves an Oscar and a comedy prize. I cried my heart out in laughter just hearing all the puns. And one time I went all the way to fourth base with a girl just by watching this on our first date. The costume design is magnifico. I have also an PhD in costume design. Oh my god. And the whole bat nipples idea is magnificent. Okay. Oh my god. I don't have words to describe how much this movie means to me. In the end, this movie really shows us what it means to be a superhero and our duty for justice. And that's not even a third of this. That is That was a lot. That was a lot already. So 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 now we know that Resident Evil is an intellectual film and Batman and Robin is is philosophical. philosophical. Yes. That is really what we learned today. Oh my god. And that's our show. If you'd like to, please subscribe. If you'd love to, please share it with all your friends. And whether you liked it or loved it, we'd appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help others find us. Also, be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. Links to both of those are in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Millennial Rewind. Bye!